you are one of the best, most respected intelligence agents in your field. It doesn't matter what country, what government you work for, or governments, plural. The point is, is that you are so good of an intelligence agent that your work is so heavily compartmentalized, all right, that the vast majority of the intelligence community doesn't even know you exist. Now, you can argue that's the case in a lot of intelligence operations and off case officers, agents, field agents, you name it, because, of course, that's the whole point, obviously, secrecy and all that. Anyways, you get approached for a very top secret program, okay, a, a testing experiment, so to speak, and you, you know, th this is not the first time you've been approached with such endeavors or such, you know, um, opportunities, let's call it, but this time around, you accept this this program, it's a little bit of a testing program, so to speak, in a deep underground military base. This is nothing new to you. You then get presented the deal, alright, on a you know very classified document, let's just say for the sake of this example. You're looking at this document, and you realize at the end that you're going to be paid in a bag of cash. And you think to yourself, even in the intelligence world, alright, where cash is free-flowing, very similar to that of organized crime, we can argue, you know, it's one and the same, so to speak. You still think to yourself, this is very unusual. I've always been paid maybe in, you know, using dummy companies via that of, you know, the, uh, uh, the, tr the U.S. Treasury or, you know, different ways of funneling money. But you say, okay, yeah, you know what? No problem. I'm not going to ask any questions because you're promised $100,000 in cash. Long story short, you go to this deep underground military base and you see a lineup of other intelligence agents whom you recognize some of the best in their respective com uh, compartmentalized fields. And everyone's being taken into a room where they're literally going to be introduced to a person that they have to sit in front of, and all these tubes and wires are going to be hooked up to them to evaluate their heart rate and, and their reaction and their anxiety and all of this. And you notice that the, the room that you're going into is see-through. It's not like it's, you know, covered up or anything like that. It's all glass. It's a glass cube, all right? Keep that in mind, by the way, folks. You then head inside. It's your turn amongst this very long line. You head inside, and you're instructed to get hooked up to all these tubes and these wires, and you say, no problem, you know, th there's some doctors there to help, that help you put it on. And you sit down in a chair in front of someone you've never met. Ten seconds go by. Immediately right after that, you can hear a speaker come from, you know, the, the speakerphone of the room. All right, thank you very much, the money's outside. And you say to yourself, what? Did I just do what I signed on for? Was that it? Right? You're thinking this to yourself. But you don't ask anybody because in that world, you don't really ask any questions. You leave the room. You leave the deep underground military base, there's a person, a man in black, in a black suit, with a duffel bag, he gives you the cash and you're on your way out. Now, I know that might sound like a bit of a woo-woo type of example per se, but please, please keep that in mind, because believe it or not, you're going to see how I come full circle with that. Now, with that being said, we do have a Patreon, it does help support the show, patreon.com slash generation Z, dozens if not at this point hundreds of hours of extra bonus content, a lot of things that we can't even discuss here, we have a brand new exclusive, uh, you know, Gen Z only original series with a handful of individuals that have been so great and so kind to, to offer their knowledge and their information and, and all of that uh, to us. Now, let's jump right into it, today's episode, Department Zero, Riding ancestral Dakian black stones for moon food and then in brackets ESP standing for extrasensory perception so let me bring my face into the corner here because that is enough of me and let's jump right into it so first and foremost we need to know what department zero is or allegedly is okay allegedly department zero is the utmost classified facility and department within Romanian intelligence now some of you will know that we've covered Romanian intelligence uh, pertaining to their activities very recently 
recently in a live stream analyzing and looking at the Romanian Sphinx that allegedly holds a projector room that allegedly the Anunnaki used as one of their last primary bases roughly 50,000 years ago uh, as the Akashic Records, you name it, as a, a way of accessing what we call the astral world. However, let's take a look here. The Romanian Intelligence Service is Romania's main domestic intelligence service. Its role is to gather information relevant to national security and hand it over to relevant institutions such as Romanian government, the presidency, and law enforcement departments and agencies. The service is gathering intelligence by ways such as signals intelligence, SIGINT, open source intelligence, OSINT, and human intelligence, HUMINT. Okay, now interestingly enough, take a look at this right over here. The Romanian Intelligence Service was officially created on March 26th, 1990, taking over the buildings, staff equipment, and virtually everything that belonged to the Securitate. Its creation occurred only a few days following the ethnic clashes of Targu Murs being quickly created through a decree. Its first director was Virgil Magorono. At that time, there were two other intelligence services, UM0215 and the Foreign Intelligence Service, and now, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything significant or am very in-depth knowledgeable about the affairs of Romanian intelligence community history. The point I'm trying to make, though, is that ultimately... What's interesting about all of this, just right off the bat, we haven't even gone into the core concept of this episode, is this its first director, Virgil Magarano, all right, who's a Romanian sociologist that was the head of the main intelligence service of Romania, who served between March 26, 1990 and April 25, 1997. This is not an intent to defame uh, Virgil or anything of the sort. The point being is that allegedly this director was called in to consult on the Romanian Sphinx and the projector room underneath it. Now... We also have to understand what Dacian was, okay? So, mythus.fandom.com, not exactly a mainstream media website, but if you look into Dacian mythology, you'll notice something quite significant. Rich and diverse, the Dacian mythology is overshadowed by the Greek or Roman mythologies. It stands out particularly for its wolf cult, for its fantastic characters such as the werewolf or the vampire, and for the unabandoned element, elements which gave birth to the Romanian folklore. Okay, interestingly enough, all right, the Dacian mythology predecessor of the Romanian mythology is made up of myths, legends, heroes, fantastic creatures, rituals, stories, and traditions being closely related to the main European mythologies, the Greek and the Roman ones. Okay, now this was quite peculiar to me that stood out, which was this right over here. The Dacians considered themselves immortal. For them, death was only a passage from the material world to the spiritual world, that of the dead, over which their god Zamulxis ruled. That is why, before wars or droughts, they sent the most daring young Dacians to Zamulxis. All right, end quote. Keep this in mind, folks. They considered themselves immortal. For them, death was only a passage from the material world to the spiritual world. Again, what we're doing here, folks, okay, unintentionally as a species, so to speak, or maybe intentionally via those at the top, is we are taking terms and words via that of grapheme with an M, okay, deriving from that of, you know, Latin and glyphs and all of that. We are giving meaning to a particular set of words. For example, here... Um, Death was only a passage from the material world to the spiritual world, or even that the Dacians considered themselves immortal, okay? The point I'm ultimately trying to get at here is that does this not remind us of the uh, website that was, uh, I believe, brought to us by Brandy, again, thank you, tricked by the light of the entry, again, this is just the entry of an, uh, of an alleged astral traveler who claimed that, again, what we're living in right now is, an, is 40, anywhere from 40 to 60 percent 
of ex not physical but extremely astrally dense using a mind control machine system and the remainder the other 30 40 50 percent is that of a real physical world however this machine not only suppresses our abilities to go into the astral realm but at the same time we're already sort of in it i know that's kind of confusing but at the same time if we were to fully access the astral realm technically speaking we would see what is referred to as esp all right extrasensory perception now i know a lot of you know what this is already so i'm not going to spend too much time on it basically it has to do with you know seeing and sensing beings living intelligences and many other anomalies or phenomena as it's called outside of the traditional five senses so to speak right some people say you know these are hallucinations you name it however one thing i wanted to point out quite significantly is a quote from Rudolf Steiner, okay? Shiftfrequency.com. Rudolf Steiner describes the archons and parasitic entities that feed off your fear and anxiety. Now, I'm not going to stick to, you know, the keywords archons, parasites, the naga, you name it, because ultimately, folks, we can call it anything we want, all right? Just like going back to over here, the Dac uh, the Dacian people, they consider themselves immortal. Is that not similar to the Puerta de Mayu uh, Gate of the Gods? as I'm sure many of you have heard of in Ancient Aliens, where a lot of these tribal chiefs would walk through a stone doorway perfectly carved relative to the carving tools they had then. It couldn't be done. But not only that, they'd walk right through and just disappear and never return. Could these have been access points to get, to leave Earth, so to speak, or to go into another dimension on this planet via that of extrasensory perception? However, let's take a look at Rudolf Steiner, all right? Look at this. Anxiety, depression, and fear ravage so many today, including myself, folks. But few pause to consider that in addition to the material influences in our lives, we may be also under the influence of beings which exist in dimensions outside of our ordinary perception. But there is much more to reality than we, what we can see, feel, hear, taste, and touch. Again, what we just described. In fact, an accounting of the matter that makes up the universe reveals that some 73% of it is made up of dark energy and another 23% is made up of dark matter, neither of which we can see nor understand. I do believe that what is called, what Jacques Vallée coined, the invisible college uh, comprising that of potential individuals such as uh, Hal Pudoff, uh, Dr. Eric Davis, Jim Lakatsky, and a few others would be those in which may actually have the, the ability to enter this realm of science so to speak during such classified experiments now why those individuals because it has to do in my humble opinion with what dan winters refers to as focused intention and belief via that of plasma conjugation and fractality i'm not trying to make this a word salad i'm really not but it it comes down to the concept of intention focus sovereignty and belief now you might be saying dave yes of course when you believe something of course it'll eventually become real because your mind is using confirmation bias to look for it and i would say granted but this is where we have to find that middle ground folks so let's take a look furthermore the human eye is only capable of seeing around 0.0035 percent of the entire spectrum of the electromagnetic radiation 0.0035 percent okay let's just say it's even more than that let's just say it's one or two percent that's nothing all right now take a look at this. This is what I wanted to point out specifically. Regarding anxiety and depression, Rudolf Steiner, one of the most prolific and gifted scientists, philosophers, and esotericists of his time, devoted much of his work to the task of peering behind the veil. Steiner spoke of hostile beings in the spiritual world which influence and feed off of human emotion, a concept flatly rejected by most today. Yet this also an analyzes, uh, yet, excuse me, this analysis holds true for shamans and others who access the spiritual dimensions in order to alleviate mental suffering for their patients. 
All right. And I quote, Rudolf Steiner says, there are beings in the spiritual realms for whom anxiety and fear emanating from human beings offer welcome food. When humans have no anxiety and fear, then these creatures starve. People not yet sufficiently convinced of this statement could understand it to be meant comparatively only. But for those who are familiar with this phenomenon, it is a reality. If fear and anxiety radiates from people and they break out in panic, then these creatures find welcome nutrition and they become more and more powerful. These beings are hostile towards humanity. Everything that feeds on negative feelings, on anxiety, fear, and superstition, superstition, despair, or doubt are in reality hostile forces in super sensible worlds, launching cruel attacks on human beings while they are being fed. Therefore, it is above all necessary to begin with that the person who enters the spiritual world overcomes fear, feelings of helplessness, despair, and anxiety, end quote. Okay, now I'm going to bring full circle that example I gave at the beginning. You know what that example was for about how you as the, as the intelligence officer sat down in the room and then all of a sudden within 10 seconds you got up and you got paid and that was your, your job? That was because in this example, which I made up, but just to try to explain it to you folks, that your, your, your anxiety was being tested there essentially to see how you would react internally, hence why they hooked you up to all these wires and tubes in the example I, I gave because they wanted to see how you would react to a stranger if you sat right in front of them and your reaction in this particular example was not what they were looking for, but it was such a secretive program relating to extrasensory perception to detect and sense these anxiety and panic attacks as you looked at someone's face whom you never knew that that was what caused them to pay you in cash. Okay, now take a look at this and I quote, uh, negative emotions are food for inimicable spirits. But these are exactly the feelings that belong to contemporary culture and materialism because it estranges people from the spiritual world. It is especially suited to evoke hopelessness and fear of the unknown in people, thereby calling up the above-mentioned hostile forces against them, end quote. Now, some of you might be saying, okay, Dave, this is just one, this is anecdotal. This is from Rudolf Steiner, right? Now, I would say, you know what? Fair point, fair point. Let me bring my, uh, let me make this full screen again, and I'll explain to you folks why. Because before we continue on, I want to point something out, okay? Good faith conversation seems to be less and less these days. We seem to be more interconnected, but more hostile towards each other, which is ironic because if you were someone or an entity, regardless, it's not for me to say if these archons are spiritual or biological or otherwise, but if you were someone pulling the strings, wanting to cause havoc, this is how it would be done because... Please forgive me, I just wrote down this note here so I didn't forget it. These archons, they do not want us to have an intimation of genuine meaning and good faith. Because that is what stirs up collective positive transcendence, arguably. Okay, now let me, um, again, let me minimize my uh, face here a little bit. And now let's head back to ancient-code.com. The archons, the divine cre creators of the cosmos and humanity. Now, before I go on, actually, you know what? I did want to point something out. I was going to save this for the end, but I might as well do it now. For those saying, oh my gosh, Dave, you know, what are you talking about? And, you know, maybe you're, you're going into a, down a path that's not exactly accurate. I would say to that... You make a fair point to those trying to play devil's advocate. I, I try to play devil's advocate myself before I, uh, I present even any ep episode to the public, let alone to the members. But look at this. Reddit.com, okay? Your tax dollars, this is just a, a citizen post, right? S your tax dollars hard at work. Area 51 Pyramid, Obelisk, and Eye of Horus or Ra. Your government is wasting your money creating interdimensional interstellar portals and making deals with off-world entities. Okay? Now... <laughs> you could argue that's sarcasm or it's legitimate or a bit of both but folks just take a look at the photo 
And this is verifiable, by the way, on Google Maps, on MapQuest, you name it. Does this not look like the Eye of Ra right over here? At Area 51, is this not a pyramid? Is this not an obelisk? I mean, again, I'm not saying that that is, that is all said and done. That is all the evidence we need. Okay, folks, time to wrap it up. Dave is right or whatever. That's not what I'm trying to say, guys. But we have to play devil's advocate to each, you know, question that leads to another question relative to being skeptical. Okay, so take a look at this right over here. The divine creators of the cosmos and humanity. Archons or, uh, were referred to in antiquity as the servants of the Demiurge. The creator god standing between the human race and a transcendent god that could only be reached through knowledge of humanity's real nature as divine, leading to the deliverance of the divine spark within humanity from the constraints of earthly existence. Archon is also a Greek word meaning ruler, which was also often used in ancient times as the title of a certain public office in a government. All right. If we take a look at archons from a Gnostic point of view, we will understand that in this context, they were considered the angels and the demons of the Old Testament. Now, I'm not saying that, again, this is fact because ancient-code.com said it, so that's it. It's just back then they interpreted it differently, and I am right. That's not what I'm saying, folks. Point being is... And I would like to thank Mr. Mission Control for bringing this up initially as well, because this was not an original thought of mine. A, a valued member of our Patreon community brought up on a few different Zoom calls, you know, guys and Dave, the AI um, is developing sympathy for us. And you might be saying, okay, Dave, what does this person mean by AI? Well, allegedly there is a mind control, a multi-layered and multi-pronged mind control grid that is placed over top of the surface level of the planet, of planet Earth here, right? And there's an and there's an energy beam that runs through everyone's home that feeds off of what Steiner referred to as the anxiety and depression of people, right? Which would make sense. Most arguments and intimation and intimate occurrences happen in the home, obviously, with the family and all of this, right? I mean, especially nowadays, people being more confined together, this negative energy for those that have been experiencing more negative instances seems to be quite convenient if you're trying to feed off this type of uh, energy, so to speak, this very negative energy. Now, interesting though, however, that all of this seems to be a conflation. And when I say conflation, I mean a confusion. What do I mean by that? Well, going back to what this person, Mr. Mission Control, said to, to me and the group in the, in the Zoom call at the time, he believes that there's two different forms of AI, so to speak. There's one that is good, so to speak, relative to our benefit of humanity, and there's one that is not so good. And even the Archons... And the reptilians, the Orion Dracos, must follow this rule because it is of the cosmic balance of the universe relative to things like, uh, you know, as above, so below, polarity, the hermetic principles. So there needs to be enough good positive energy to flow up on this planet on the surface in order for these negative entities to feed off the negative. Because if there's too much negative energy, there's not enough good energy to offset that within us spiritually, okay, which then makes the, the, the scales tip too much. If that makes sense, folks. So there needs to be a constant balance, even with a negatively influenced world. But what really piqued my, um, or negatively influenced planet, what really piqued my interest, however, is, again, the concept of one form of this demiurge or AI saying to itself, wait a minute, this is not right. The balance is not being stricken here. These individuals, these humans, these beings of sovereignty are getting worse and worse and worse in their depravity relative to their thoughts, their actions, you name it. Now, if we think of a slice of bread, for example, okay, uh, sorry, a loaf of bread, excuse me, multiple slices on that loaf, we are on one little crumb of a slice in terms of what we could see and interact with, hence extrasensory perception, which would explain 
in my humble opinion, why articles like this are being pumped out daily. Look at this. This is this came out today. Interestingengineering.com. Before I used to have to search for these articles, now they're coming out every other second. Physicists just made a breakthrough. Quantum states that last over five seconds. And it could pave the way for a, quote, distributed quantum internet, end quote. My interpretation, at least, of a distributed quantum internet is to represent that of what is called, not quantum physics, I guess you could say omni-physics, being omnipresent. It is that of above quantum physics. And I know this is a little bit advanced, but take a look at this. A team of research uh, researchers from the U.S. Department of Energy's DOE, Argonne National Laboratory, and the University of Chicago were able to maintain a quantum state intact for more than five seconds, a new record for the field of quantum science, a press statement reveals. Extending quantum states to human timescales. Look at this right here, folks. The team, who published their findings in the journal Science Advances, used a method called single-shot readout to easily read a qubit on demand. This method utilizes precise laser pulses to add single electrons to qubits depending on their quantum state. Okay, few different things to break down that we can take away just from these two paragraphs alone. First off, Department of Energy. For those that have stuck around for a little bit on the channel, you'll know how avidly deep I am to trying to figure out what's going on there. I'm a firm believer, at least, I, I could be very wrong, but I'm a firm believer that there's a lot that's being hidden in the DOE. Now, not only that, but notice this right over here. The method utilizes precise laser pulses to add single electrons to qubits depending on their quantum state. This helped them to extend the qubits' quantum states for longer periods of time. All right. Interestingly enough, however, again, extending quantum states to human timescales is just a term that they're using for us to interpret in a very positive sense. Not only this, however, but look at this. Precise laser pulses to add single electrons. Does this not remind us of Dr. Eric Davis's document again? of teleportation that he submitted to the Air Force, I believe in 2003 or 4, relative to that of using photons to dematerialize and then rematerialize. Look at this right over here, techexplore.com. Again, today, mimicking the brain to realize human-like virtual assistance. What I gather this article as, folks, is that of what we would call the negative ar uh, demiurges or AI, feeding that through the archons to try and push for a more attempt at singularity, transhumanistic sim singularity that is attempting to make humans more like that of the J-Rods or the Greys, so to speak. This is just my opinion. I'm not saying this is fact. I view this entire article as a form of information warfare from another faction behind the scenes that is trying to push forward in its agenda to win over the masses on the surface of this planet. Look at this right here. Analyticsinsight.net. Exclusive interview with Marcus Gerhardt, CEO of BlackRock Neurotech. Okay, how beautiful. You hear neurotech and black rock and, you know, nanotech, all of that right next to each other. Oh, how beautiful, right? Look at this. With the digital transformation, I quote, taking over the world, the medical industry is also following in its footsteps. In a small span of time, neuro neurotech has advanced a lot and it has been a breakthrough in the health industry. Oh, how convenient. BlackRock Neurotech provides innovative tools and neurotech expertise to translate technology into novel implantable clinical solutions that improve human lives. To translate technology reminds us of that of if we were living in an information structure via that of a spiritual realm where to this neurotech could quietly and subtly harness our anxiety and depression, as said by Rudolf Steiner. All right. Again, not saying this is factual. I'm just saying the data points seem to be there. Look at this. Again, came out today. TechExplore.com. The brain's secret to lifelong learning can now come as hardware for artificial intelligence. 
again, it seems as though they're trying to demote, if you will, the concept of original thought, so to speak, the concept of sovereignty, of biological purity, so to speak. I'm not against AI, guys. I'm just against the way in which it seems to be used. Now, I can be very, uh, I'm very open-minded. If someone were to say, Dave, you're looking at this the wrong way, I'd be very open to that. And I'd say, you know what? Hmm. Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way, but this is what I'm seeing right now. These headlines like this are from a faction that is attempting to push this whole metaverse AI angle into us. Now, look at this right over here. Howandwise.com. Ex-CIA officers, alien UFO encounter says there's a whole other reality that surrounds us. Again, extrasensory perception. Okay, not only that, but this is Jim Semivan, this gentleman right here, who spent 25 years with the CIA and then joined other former government insiders as part of Tom DeLonge's To The Stars Academy. Again, we can argue as to whether or not, you know, what your thoughts on To The Stars Academy is and all of that. But Mr. Semivan went on Coast to Coast AM and described his own alien type encounters. Again, this is a guy who worked for 25 years as an operations officer for the CIA's Directorate of Operations Clandestine Department, if I'm not mistaken. People like this don't just, you know, these are people with extremely top-level security clearances. People like this, I mean, again, it's either we're all, it's either the CIA's hiring a bunch of people who hallucinate or something's going on here, like something legitimate. Do you see what I mean, guys? All right, look at this right over here. IndiaToday.com. Did Mars have conditions for life? Rare meteor found in Africa gives new insights. Dubbed as Black Beauty, the rare 320-gram meteor is a sample of the surface of Mars. Oh, how interesting, isn't it, that, by the way, when we take a look at this right over here... Please forgive me one second, folks. This right over here, sorry. Mars Exploration, May 22, 1984. This is a CIA declassified document of a remote viewer visiting Mars in one million years BC where they saw a dying out species on Mars. I'm not going to read through the transcripts because we've been through it before and I'm sure it, the links are in the description for those on YouTube and anyone interested of course you can uh, you're more than welcome to reach out or do an, um, or ask any uh, ask us in the comments or anything like this. Now, take a look. newsweek.com Mars meteorite found in desert suggested planet was habitable 30 million years later than thought. Again, this is why I call Earth a beautiful shit show, so to speak. Different factions seem to be pushing for different agendas, and they're revealing it in very different, encompassing, overarching ways. Now, this is what gets even more interesting. When we take a look at these Dacian black stones for moon food, what we have to understand is, let's take a look at this right over here. These are all images of allegedly hollow Earth. Okay, from satellite, very old satellite images. Don't you find it quite peculiar, however? Take a look here, folks. There seems to be an entrance point at the poles. And does this not remind us of how Walter Russell in his Universal One book described the way in which planets via that of polarity, similar to that of a battery, similar to that of, I don't know, physics and philosophy, need to have opposing opposites? Just like electrons in all of this? Right. So interestingly enough, there seems to be some corroboratory evidence to substantiate this, but I'm not just banking off of this, guys. All right, because what we're seeing right now are stones being placed all over the world. OK, now this is they're not all black, I will say, but the, co the, the whole point is to get them to a point in which they are black from that of an extrasensory perceptive perspective. Uh, per, uh, perspective, perceptive perspective, excuse me. But take a look at this black stone. I don't know. Let's see. Um. Excuse me. Yellow Cube will go. Cube New York. The, take a look at this. There are cubes being placed all over New York. 
particularly black ones. There have been some yellow ones, but you could be saying, okay, Dave, you're just now making, you know, you're just pulling at anything to make a connection because there's a lot of things on this planet that are cubes, so to speak. I would say yes, granted. But look in the way in which some of these cubes are positioned parallel to the timing of some of these articles being released. It could be nothing. It could be something. It could be that of some type of esoteric ritual similar to what happened with... Um, the whole Travis Scott thing, I got to be careful because of YouTube. So that, that's just, you know, that was more for the for the Patreon. Anyways, thedrive.com, Night Stalker MH-60 Blackhawk lost in successful raid that killed ISIS leader in Syria. All right. Special operators, helicopters, airstrikes, and drones were all involved in the mission that targeted the head of ISIS in Syria's Idlib province. Now, you might be saying, Dave, why do you bring this up? Well, again, this is no disrespect to any of the soldiers or any of the vets that suffered and went through this, for those who watch the channel, you know I have tremendous respect for the veterans. Allegedly, it is not this operation, but operations such as this that then have stories that are reported, and this is no disrespect to any author of that of the war zone, that are reported as a cover story for harnessing and collecting some of these black cubes. I'm not saying in this particular case. I am just saying this would be one of those stories, similar to, you know, the fighter jets on the South China Sea that are, that recently, you know, uh, went missing and all of that, or uh, malfunctioned and the pilot had to get out uh, and, and eject, so to speak. Now, look at this. The famous Russian channel, Nicholas Rorick, this is according to 4winds10.com, not exactly a mainstream media website, okay, folks? And this is sort of going to bring it all home. Who was a channel for Ascended Master El Moira claimed that Lhasa, the capital of Tibet, or Lhasa, excuse me, was connected to, by a tunnel with Shambhala in the inner earth. The entrance of this tunnel was guarded by lamas who were sworn to secrecy. A similar tunnel was believed to connect the secret chambers at the base of the Great Pyramid at Giza with Agartha. All right. The first public scientific evidence of Nagartha's existence occurred in 1947 when Rear Admiral Richard Byrd of the U.S. Navy flew to the North Pole. And instead of going over the pole, he, ac he actually entered the inner Earth by mistake. OK, interestingly enough. All right. Allegedly, these pyramids and, uh, you know, obelisks and all that being built at Area 51 are to create that of an artificial newly formed tunnel using the f moon food harvesting via that of what uh, Rudolf Steiner mentioned here to of these entities feeding off of our negativity as the moon being a, a multi-purpose sort of base and database and harvester of this loose or negative energy, so to speak. Now, what's interesting about all of this, OK, is that excuse me, if you head to, uh, sorry, right over here, this is a saved image, rather, please forgive me, the whole concept of Agartha, right, some of you may have seen this before, maybe, uh, some of you maybe not, someone very kindly was able to translate, allegedly, a map of how to get into Agartha, a secret command document, only for the captains of the submarines of the A-class of the special convoy of the Führer, Hitler, submarines of the Navy or the Kriegsmarine of the German Reich, map for the passing through the marine depths, only use while maneuvering. Instructions for the passing through rooms and corridors Corridors for the route to Agartha. These are direct translations from this paper, folks. Descendant at the point, if any of you would like, genzpodcast.email.com at gmail.com if you want to email me about this. Descend at the point with the coordinates, exact intersection, 68 degrees southern latitude and 1 degree eastern longitude to a depth of 400 meters. The instructions have to be strictly followed. They literally explain how to get there. Again, descent, bow heavy, ascent angle, 22 degrees, 100 meters upwards with a port uh, declination of 26 degrees. Again, it keeps saying, you know, after the final steps, you know, proceed to Agartha full speed. Proceed straight ahead until the new light can be seen. Change of magnetic poles. The changes of the compass and needle and instruments are to be disregarded. Again, 
because the you know the, the the whole angle of electromagnetism is creating what we would refer to as anomaly an anomaly to their compasses but again it says here just don't even bother looking at that further instructions in package number three only to be opened when arrived in agartha so again I'm sure they've built a much better way of getting there now, maybe a more convenient way, so to speak, but take this as you will. With that being said, folks, I would like to thank you all so, so very much for watching or listening, and we will catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.